Sean. Hello. I have been thinking a little bit about a fun new way that we can greet our Goose Boys at the very beginning of the podcast. I'm very excited. Since we've now kind of, for the moment, moved into the, the bi-weekly format, I've had a little more time to think about, hmm, how, how do we want to open things? Um, and it's pretty fun. So I'll tell you what it is. My mother, my wonderful mother, um, she sends me a good morning text every morning, uh, if not just about every morning. And for some reason, every day she finds a new way to kind of address me, like a new, a new pet name um, or a new kind of term of endearment. Mm. And eventually she's going to run out of things to say. <laughs> so every day it gets a little bit weirder and a little bit more creative. Um, so I figured I could greet everyone with this morning's um, Angie's mom's term of endearment for the day. Um, today it was pure heart. Good morning, pure heart. Pure heart. So pure heart it is. So good morning, pure heart. Uh, welcome if you're new and welcome back if you're not to, I swear this will make sense. Uh, sort of a similar formula to last podcast. Sean already knows the topic. Um, and so do I, because I thought of it. Big brain up here. Um, so today's topic is going to be life in your 20s. Uh, and the reason that I wanted to discuss this topic with you was because in almost exactly a month from today is my 20th birthday. Uh, on May 23rd, I will be entering the big 2-0 and officially saying goodbye to uh, my teen years. Mm. And of course, with the pandemic... I'm going to be entering my 20s in a kind of unceremonious, um, kind of squeezing by type of way. I won't be able to, you know, have a big party or anything like that. Obviously, I, I will hopefully be able to, you know, safely see some friends, but it's definitely not going to be like the 20th birthday that you, you'd picture in the movies. Um... The other reason I wanted to talk about this as I'm turning 20 and the reason I think it's it's kind of interesting is because it hasn't really settled with me yet. I, I haven't really taken the time to think about, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm turning 20 in a month. I'm entering a whole new decade of my life um, and with it entering what a lot of people like to refer to as the air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me right now, but I am the prime of your life. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I know when people say your 20s are the best years of your life. It's the prime of your life. It's, it's your, your learning years. When people say that, I know it's supposed to be kind of um, a way of getting you really excited and, and you're supposed to look forward to these years. And I, I do very much. Um, but that idea that your 20s are the prime of your life um, is also kind of heavy. Mm. And it puts a lot of pressure on your 20s to be this amazing thing. And as a person who's always been very mature um, and as a person who puts a lot of pressure on, on everyday things to be amazing. Um, I'm a little bit nervous amping up to my twenties and I really just want to make them everything they can be. Um, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it because you've been living in your twenties for um, a couple of months now and you're early on in your, um, in your 20th year. Uh, but I wanted to ask you how your 20s have been for you so far in your reasonably new experience and 
if you're noticing a lot of differences from your teen years or if it's pretty much been just the same. Huh. Um, that's really that's a really interesting thing because there's definitely been a, a big focus for me um, mm-hmm. in this situation. Uh, it dawns on me in crashing waves that I might lose mm. a good chunk of my 20s to this situation um have you been feeling that too because that is that's really relatable i mean i think like with the pandemic feeling like wow these are you know i mean like my 19th birthday i spent in the pandemic this will be my second pandemic birthday coming up and i'm as you know the longer that the state of emergency goes on the longer that it's eating into my you know my 20s and it's kind of scary yeah no i um I think actually one of the reasons I think about it is because I notice more how many people are losing high school years. I think that's sort of the way oh, I've been approaching yeah. it that's is because there's a, a, thing too, yeah. a more grounded thing for me because I can remember my high school years very clearly. And the fact that I was in the school building, there are certain things that happened because I happened to be around that... Um, I just can't imagine having not happened that some people are lost from who are still in high school. Yeah, some people you aren't know, going to get to have those experiences. Yeah, relatives great. and um, and and friends who are you know still in high school doing a fifth year or whatever. Um, people who lost part of their high school experience and then now lost a full year of it. Um, now, the thing is, is that's overly nihilistic, and I understand that it's important to. <laughs> remember that we haven't lost certain things you know like there are still things we've gained from right years, yeah there's also... still things that you know time is still passing nothing's on pause right but i also mean like there are you know people are still making memories i'm sure you know but i also oh, think yeah. oh yeah it does no good to pretend that as like there isn't a sort of sadness over all of this i i understand right yeah i think there's a balance to it I, I don't think it's it's reasonable to say yep everything's fine and you know my my 19th year has been completely normal mm-hmm. and um i had a great time even though it was a pandemic and i i did have a great time but there's also like a balance between saying yeah we made the best of it i i had a really great year and also acknowledging hey there's a lot that i i could have done that i i wasn't able to because of the pandemic so there's I don't know. I have I have my my feet in each realm. Yeah, I think I think the thing is, and I know I'm not answering your question yet. I just have to lay the groundwork for what I'm gonna Go say. It. In that I I know I sound very hopeless in terms of like how much more this is gonna last and how much more of my twenties I'm going to be spending in a pandemic. But um, I think sort of the positive thinking approach to life more often than not becomes just a ridiculous blindness to. Um, how painful certain things can be. And I think it, it I don't think yeah. it's possible to actually have a healthy relationship to the world and to yourself if you are lying to some degree about the situation. Or I guess more accurately be just being dishonest about the situation you're in. And I think we've been so caught up in trying to accomplish the things we would have accomplished otherwise that we're sort of forgetting that we're going to need to grieve for a while. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like that, there's going to be time lost that, that we're going to be and people you know, mourning for a while. And people have had to grieve through this. They haven't had a moment to because despite everything, we're expected to act as much as possible as though the world is still the same. And if you're a university student, 
uh, the, the, that's very clear to you. A uh, student of any kind, really. The, the, oh, God, no kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what leniency has been in high schools, public, private, whatever. Uh, in university, it has varied wildly in terms of, um, yeah, how lenient people were with deadlines, how understanding they were with late work. It's um, definitely up and quality down. Quality of work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had, I had sometimes in the same class where it was one thing that was very understandable uh, and was clearly tailored to the pandemic and, and to people's needs and some things that was just like, this isn't going to work well for most of your class and we're just going to have to deal with it because it's not worth the hassle of trying to talk to you about why this is a very difficult thing. And the thing is, what I've noticed most about all this is that if you can get something done, people then don't listen to you when you say, this is impacting me. So... yeah. It's, it's about potential. Yeah, it's very yeah. results-based. It's like, yes, I did get this done. Yes, I did get good marks on this thing. But it really cost me a lot of of, of t turmoil to get this done. And it is still very uncomfortable and, and weird. And I understand, you know, <laughs> university is not going to be easy. But I I don't know. I think I think it's it's very difficult to um, live in this world right now for a lot of reasons. And I think when it seems like, oh, well, you're accomplishing something anyway, your concerns get a little dismissed. You know, um, it's like, I got all this done. Yeah, if you're doing well, then why can't you just keep doing that? Well, at what cost? Yeah, exactly. I, I've definitely mm -hmm. had a few moments where, like, I was panicking. I was absolutely panicking. And you would only see that on my end. In the other end... I got something in on time and I did well on it. And that's all you would see if you're receiving my work because you don't see me handing it in to you and everything that went in before that. And so as far as it looks, I'm doing fine. And your deadlines were reasonable and whatnot and whatnot. So I think um, being in my 20s and looking, looking at uh, the world um, ahead of me is definitely weird. Mm -hmm. I'm not super hopeful. And I also... Uh, I was actually mean? downtown uh, today. I was downtown today um, just getting something from the University of Toronto bookstore. And I realized I hadn't been on that campus in a year. Um, I hadn't... Wow. Like a like a full calendar year? Like Yeah. I, I mean, I could wow. accomplish everything from home. And, and I, you know... I wanted to stay as safe as possible. Didn't need to be on campus. So yeah. I didn't absolutely need to be on it. So I just wasn't. And um, uh, in terms of what I'm talking about with the hope is just a lot of the systems that led to where we are right now were there far before. Um, the priorities we have are what have led us to the current state of lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, our inability to prioritize people's safety over profit is not mm -hmm. a new thing. It didn't come out with the pandemic that we decided to suddenly... Um... No, it was just magnified by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's always been a thing. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can hope that people will wake up to that reality. But I think so many people are focused on the handling of the pandemic as an insular isolated thing from the rest of our governing 
uh, and the world's approach to things, it seems so much like, oh, you dropped the ball. It's like the ball was already rolling. <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, that's, this is where we ended up. And so being a younger person, but also no longer being young is a weird thing to be right now. Yeah, because I don't know what's expected of me. <laughs> I have no clue. I don't know what I expect of me. And I don't, you know, um, when an expectation seems so far above what you're able to do, it's very difficult to find out or, or be sure that it is um, a goal or um, a stretch of your abilities to a point that is going to break you. Do you know? I feel like your 20s, like, I mean, you're talking about expectations. I feel like the the, the 20th, just being in your 20s, it, it, it's a weird time in terms of expectations because, you know, when you're a kid, you're expected to grow and learn and go to school and that kind of carries over into your teenagehood. You're expected to learn to be a little bit more independent maybe and you're just you're going to high school and you're making friends and you're you're kind of forming your personality. And then there's the later years, like your 40s and that kind of time in your life where you're expected to, you know, maybe have kids or start a business or get married, X, Y, Z. I feel like your 20s are kind of a weird time for expectations because there is kind of an expectation to, you know, maybe be in university or, or start working in your career. But it's a little more flimsy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's not as um, rigid or as clear of an expectation. I think... Like the from my you know reasonably limited understanding of being twenty because I'm not there yet, it seems like it's pretty much just up to you. It's your time, um, which is really scary. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> just th these are your years to to make into the best possible the best years possible is is you know kind of daunting but exciting at the same time. And um, when you're talking about students in the pandemic and um, people in their twenties who are like currently students, um, you're reminding me of last night. Uh, for the past three nights, I've been attending a virtual film festival with my university. It's been so much fun, <laughs> so much fun and such an amazing experience. And Sean, you were there last night at the after party. Um, a lot of what was being brought up um, was how our cohort, our group of, of filmmakers, we fought tooth and nail to make good films despite the pandemic we fought our hardest like seriously and the stuff that we created was awesome i i could not be more proud of it um and something that kind of get, kept getting tossed around was we're so proud of what we made despite the pandemic despite the pandemic despite the state of emergency we worked hard and we made something amazing um and my prof came on the zoom and he said well just hold on a second because what you made wasn't just incredible despite the pandemic. It was incredible, period. Um, and that was just kind of a nice moment for me. Like, that to me is part of the balance that you're talking about. Like, both mourning time loss and also understanding that even though you're in a pandemic, you're still living your life. Time is still passing. Nothing's on pause. Um, and so as I'm kind of entering into my 20s, I think one of the reasons that it hasn't really hit me yet and I'm still very much like feeling 19, I feel very grounded in 19, um, is because I haven't done a lot of the things that I normally would on a given year. So it kind of feels like time is paused, 
but it's not. It's going to keep going. And so I don't know. Yeah, it it hasn't really like hit me yet that I'm like going to be 20 soon. I haven't I haven't really quite come to terms with that. Do you think that you like feel comfortable in the 20 number? Like, do you feel like that's where you're at? Um, oddly, I think probably more than any other age. I've been quicker to accept that really? I'm 20. Um, I think partially... Is that a good thing? Like, are you... I think, is that I think a lot of it is those of expectations nice you were talking about. It's just that yeah. um, so much of the world uh, now sees you differently. I think also, I've talked to you about this before, and I, I don't know if I've always been clear mm. what I mean, but after high school, and I think actually, especially once you hit 20, you start to realize where the people of the world just generally come from i think when you're in high school oh what do you what do you mean by that uh i i will explain when you're in high school everyone (laughs) around you is a name and a person and they're studying and their fashion choices all these different things you know it's it's you're important in high school (laughs) yeah um, to some degree uh, and yeah, because you're kind of part of an ecosystem, yeah, right? Like you're part exactly. of this social setting even if where you're not, everyone has a, a name and a face. That's, yeah, even if that's you're not popular yeah. or well-known or whatever, you're still part whatever, of a thing. Yeah. And also your teachers know you and there's someone who has your name somewhere. You're a medium-sized fish in a medium-sized pond. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is... Everyone's aware of everyone. When, especially when you're in high school, everyone else in the world, it's very difficult to conceptualize that they did that as well. That at some point they have an origin that the person walking <laughs> next to you yeah. the person who works at uh you know a convenience store near you or whatever anyone around you i see what you mean about where people come from people. What, that's what you're talking about yeah and and you're when you're in high school it's i think a lot of people don't recognize that they're just people because the world doesn't treat them like that there's a sort of i think there's also sort of a fascination with high schoolers that occasionally makes me uncomfortable um <laughs> yeah, we can go there frankly, yeah, but there is you know um it's, oh it's absolutely a lot true. of there's a lot of sitcoms and tv shows and very i mean there's a whole genre of film exactly. it's coming of age movies. yeah like there's a huge that, you know bleeds over into that. the middle school realm sometimes but it's a and thing i think but i think i think part of why is because it for a lot of people feels like the last time you were <laughs> special and even if mm. even if your high school was degrading and crushing at some point you, you felt like uh but I'm me and you were figuring out who you were and and people cared and it's sort of weird to me to look at the people I went to high school with and realize like I you know look at them that and, they're yeah they're just people now that that there's yeah. nothing about them that makes them You're unique no longer from a, the you rest know, of the world a classmate or anything a, a person in the yearbook they're a a person mm-hmm. <laughs> with their own life ahead of them. Yeah, and I know I what think, you mean. I think I see what you mean about where people come from now. I know. Yeah, and I think say. going to your twenties is sort of you're slipping into um, a general personhood, uh, and you realize that. I'm so glad you used the p word. I was just gonna bring that up. Keep going. Yeah, King. right. Is, <laughs> bring is, it home. You're no. It, um, like you can be in university, but even then, being a university student. I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't. I think you're still just people. Then. It's not quite the That's same. Just something it's, else you're doing. Yeah. Uh, um. You know. Uh, and also, a lot of university students have jobs while they're in university. Like you're expected to begin right, to right. form who you are in a more external way that makes you more. Of that a seems to be the. Rather than yeah, a, that that seems to be the the overwhelming kind of 
task with your 20s among, you know, kind of trying to figure out adulting, (laughs) kind of trying to figure out adulthood and whatever. (laughs) I hate that. I hate that word. You just made the biggest groan. I hate that word. (laughs) Adult on May 23rd. I'm going to start adulting. (laughs) Adulting. (laughs) What I mean is that like what seems to be like, uh, and what I'm holding myself to, the, the biggest task or or like expectation that I'm putting on myself for my 20s is just like to develop a more distinct personhood to kind of figure it out a little more and figure out what I want to say and god what what am I saying Angie is the question um (laughs) yeah I, I think your 20s are your years to like really understand your personhood and develop it into more than what it was in high school and and into what it will be in your like more like later formative adult years um but you're talking about like high school versus your 20s and that kind of difference there do you think there's a big uh difference between the way that just like people in general address and think of teenagers versus 20 year olds like what do you think is the difference there i'm i still i'm not totally sure what i think of that Uh, i think there is i think there is um it's interesting. It can be both that they're less or more tolerant of you. Uh, people will sometimes mm-hmm. be extremely yeah, tolerance intolerant of high schoolers doing anything. You know, they'll be immediately suspicious of their presence. Um, Get off my lawn! Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> uh, but it, it might be that, you know, you're all in a restaurant and they assume you can't pay. You know, um, or right. that you shouldn't be. Or it just occasionally, um, it's not consistent. There are you know many friendly people in the world who, in fact, love having younger people in their establishment, house, whatever. But there is sure. definitely, you know, um, a, a large swath of people who who are, for lack of a better word, prejudiced against teenagers. Um, but I also think that you're expected to be much more accountable when you are 20 uh yeah i would uh, agree with you there and um i think that can be sort of a shock for a lot of people i think that can be a shock Mm, to suddenly realize that who you are regardless of the truth of this the world sees who you are is your fault (laughs) is your problem oh my god Um, (laughs) you know uh so (laughs) Um, your responsibility would be a less uh, negative way of phrasing it, but I think honestly, um, people really only notice. It's more accurate. People really only notice when it is an, an issue. You know, um, I think uh, I don't know. Obviously, there's a big chunk of this I'm just have to guess at, but I assume in your later twenties, then it's more noticeable that if you have established yourself in some way, um, it's like, a, yeah, you did that good on you i think in your early 20s if you're really doing a lot if you're being noticed um that's still seen as like exceptional do you know it's still seen Hmm. as like this young person is doing because you are still young that's the thing when you're in this this place like we've also gotten this point in the culture where we act like 30 is like old like we'll post pictures of celebrities and be like look it's not 33 and they're aging beautifully it's like they're 33 they're not even aging. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, you use the word exceptional. And I, I, I think that's, like, an interesting thing. Because, like, I've... I, I mentioned this earlier, but, like, I, I feel like I've always been kind of a, you know, a relatively, like, mature person. I think I've acted 
a little bit older than I actually was probably since I was what, like seven. It's been a long time coming. And I kind of feel like now going into my twenties, I feel like I'm kind of catching up with myself a little bit. Like I'm, I'm starting to kind of act my age a little more. So the maturity factor is starting to slow down and the aging is keeping the same pace. So eventually I'm just going to be like a very normal, you know, 25 year old or whatever, but it it's kind of concerning when I think about the fact that like, if you're a teenager, say you're like 15 and you achieve something great, say you like, I can't think of anything. Awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Say, say I like made a film at 15, like a, like a 20 minute short film. That would be pretty great. That would be an exceptional thing. And it would kind of be like, I would be praised for like, Oh wow, you're 15 and you did this thing. That's so cool. Um, and if I did the same thing at 20, you'd be like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. We do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I feel like the, the expectation of what is considered exceptional or what is to be praised when you're in your twenties is really different from when you're in high school. Um, and I think, yeah, I just, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I have no more I words. actually think I think there's something interesting there because I think. Would you not agree? Uh, I do, and I don't. I think a lot of it depends okay. largely on who is judging you, and I think. Um, mm, yeah, that's very true. Someone much older is always going to see you as young, um, until you're what not. Yeah, that's, that's why true. I think it I'm, is, I'm, it, I'm like, sort of delineating there, yeah. between your early and late twenties. Uh, I think you know, if a 28 year old writes a symphony. In my, you know, if I'm talking about my field, that's, yeah, you're 28. And if you're doing music and, you know, for all this time, um, you've written your first one, uh, that makes sense. If a 20-year-old writes a symphony, you might be more, you might notice that more, but you also might um, have lower expectations of it, right? Mm, I think, yeah. I think there's um, a difference in accomplishments. But I think in terms of the quality of it, it really depends on the person who's judging you. So I think people begin to expect, yes, mm-hmm. you can make, you know, you've made a 20-minute short film at 20. Interesting uh, <laughs> two numbers there. Um, but you, um, <laughs> is it a good one? Uh, and should it be? Should mm-hmm. it be something of a high quality yeah, at this the, age? Yeah, the achievement I think that depends change, on, but so does the expectation. I think that so depends on the person. I, yeah. think, I think everyone goes, yeah, you did something then. That makes sense. Um, but I think sort of in spite of thing that you were talking about earlier, I wanted to bring up, you know, yeah. how much are we allowed to say, yes, I made something wonderful and it was in spite of everything else. And that doesn't take away from it. Mm-hmm. But I also think if someone had made a yeah. film for your... Um, I only watched one night of it because um, I scored your film. So I wanted to see it. You did. Um, and they all they all really liked I it. They did, which was cool. Um, yeah, if I, if I had seen the other nights, obviously, I would be able to speak more to it. But I, everything I saw the night I went was fantastic. But if someone had made a terrible film, I wouldn't... I don't know. <laughs> it would be okay. It would be okay for them to say, "Yeah, of course." This pandemic has this uprooted. This is the time for it, right? All we're, of we're my in, life. Like that's what Spike Lee says. Like we're in, we're in art school now. Is the time to be like doing something, you know, that's that's experimental and just like playing around with things. And then also thinking about the fact that, like, yeah, we're in a pandemic. The fact that we're doing anything to me is pretty extraordinary. 
Um, and I try and keep that in mind. I, yeah. I don't know. I just think like, like, yes, what we made was amazing, period. But the fact that we did it in the pandemic, that doesn't diminish it for me. That makes it so much more exceptional because of how hard we had to work to do something creative. I had an entire character appear on FaceTime because we couldn't have two actors appear together. It wouldn't have been safe with COVID rules. Mm -hmm. So everyone had to do something like that. Everyone had to think of um, new things and innovate and, and like work around the pandemic. And that to me makes our achievement that much more momentous. But um, I also want to. So I do like I, I do I agree with what my prof earlier. said, but I also think there's like a balance to it. Yeah, go ahead. About the positive thinking, why I prefaced all this is that it's a very positive framing of the situation, but I think it also ends up being a little bit blind to those who might have said, "I'm not going to be able to create anything good right now because there's just too much. I can't mm -hmm. do that." And it is mm -hmm. exceptional when someone overcomes something very difficult, but I also think that it's not expected of you. I don't know. I don't know what expected. You know what I what that would even mean in this case. I just I think it's okay to say I'm not going to be exceptional right now. I'm going to be mm -hmm. alive and be okay I'm with do my that. Best. And I think yeah. I think we get into yeah. a very production based mindset rather than um living and especially as an artist i think that it's gratifying in a more obvious way to get a lot of things done but i also think the impatience we now have towards artists which grows exponentially <laughs> by yeah. the second in terms of their production um has always existed uh, i think a little bit in in art school but I think generally is is um, becoming uh, more and more expected that we're not focusing on the quality of it. So if someone said, I don't think I could make anything good during this pandemic, I don't know. I think I think we should just <laughs> say that's okay. That there's, there's yeah. something to that, that, um, that would be that would be completely acceptable. I, yeah, I agree. Because yeah. also, like, you want to do justice to your work. You want to make something that you're proud of. And if you feel like you know what, the, the confines that I'm being placed under in the pandemic and just the, the mental and physical strain that comes with that, if it's if it's going to impair you from making good work, then that's completely okay. I mean, I had a huge case of writer's block. I had it, I couldn't write anything mm -hmm. I was happy with for like two months. In, in January, February, I could barely write any music. Um, I tried, I really, really did, but it felt awful and i also i had no motivation yeah. because uh you know, i really gave everything of myself in fall to writing music and and school and my my job at the time i really tried to do that and what ended up happening is i completely burned out um yeah and i yeah, i think I, I don't know i think that uh the expectation that I would continue to create art and be happy with it and feel comfortable doing so, it's not always unhealthy. It's not always unhealthy to, I guess in this case, it's analogous to if you're feeling awful, it's okay if you feed into that because you don't have the energy to do otherwise, but it's also still better, even if it isn't possible to, you know, go outside. To, to open your curtains, to go and sit in the sun if you can, to do something that takes care of yourself in a 
non-indulgent way to 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 push yourself yeah. to that um but i also think we kind of go all or nothing and that's why i guess that's what i'm trying to say with this is that it's okay to say um what you made as a film wasn't amazing if if, if whatever this situation was but the fact that you made one is and if someone i don't know if someone had made a film they didn't feel as comfortable with it and then someone's saying well it was amazing anyway like well i didn't need to be i just needed to do something i needed to have gotten something done i didn't need to you know if i'm feeling Mm. awful i don't need to get out of bed and then you know i don't know redesign my house and clean everything up we i think especially Mm -hmm. right now it doesn't have especially going into your 20s you do feel this expectation of to have to do something amazing and that often stops you from doing anything yeah i'm I'm definitely feeling that and i think because mm-hmm. if it's not going to be amazing then yeah don't do anything i want at all. to have small right. victories and i think people need to remember to have those to do something nice or to do something small just for you or just because it makes you feel better <laughs> um that's, that's really tough wise. but not going to break you and i think achieving yeah, this like great that. work of art, this great whatever, at the cost of of you, of your health, of your uh, well being, um, some sort of sacrifice, is this idea that needs to. I uh, personally, I just think needs to die. I think it's it's gained a huge wave in the pandemic. Of you know, I mm-hmm. worked through the grief and the pain and the isolation, and I made this thing. It's like that is beautiful and a testament but again at what cost um, yeah are we are we taking the message instead from this of look look at what the sacrifice of my own well-being did and that's what i'm worried about i think especially going into this point in my life that there are higher expectations of me um am i going to be able to be satisfied with smaller victories and smaller parts of my life that are meaningful to me and how do I live in a world that devalues those so often yeah I mean if it's meaningful then it's it's truly worth something no matter how you know what the the scale of that is if it makes you happy it's worth something and a small victory is a victory nonetheless is Mm. what I would what I would say to that and you know we're we're coming up on the end of our time but um, that sounds so like <laughs> scary. <laughs> coming at the end of our time, but anyways, we're we're coming up at the end of our our, our podcast time slot. Um, I wanted to ask you, since I'm uh, going to be turning twenty soon, any uh, any advice from a friend to a friend? Um, take a break. Take a break from something you really. Love. That's my ultimate Ooh. advice. No, I don't want to everyone, <laughs> I think, especially artists, take a break from something when mm. you love it. When it feels... Really? Mm, I think the best time to take a break. Now, oh when goodness. if you're hating it, obviously take a break. That's... it's oh, that's You can work through it, but... Because you need to step away from it. it. But occasionally you need to take a break when yeah. you know the whole time you're just going to want to do that one thing that you're not letting yourself do. I think... That would be my that advice. That is so fascinating. But make it pointed. Make and it pointed. Because that's the thing. We take breaks without meaning to. And then what happens is we take half breaks. 
I, mm. so, so we're not actually resting. A, you're just kind of yeah. Oh god, I do that every day. Effort to take a break from something that you really want to do, so that when you come back to it, you then have a lot more fire than you would have otherwise to sustain mm. you through it. That's my advice. Wow, that I've never heard you say that before. I think that's really wise, and that's I will definitely be taking that into account in my my twentieth year in a in a month. Well, I won't forget your birthday. God damn it! God damn it! Not this! Not the birthday! Well, now nobody will because I um I just said the date of my birthday. So um, oh, it's interesting. Uh, you think that saying hearts, the date of your if birthday? If you're listening means, to this, please give no me a birthday Because I'm pretty sure I've said the date of my birthday before. To I you. wish you a happy birthday. Your birthday is on February 16th. I know really? when your it's birthday is. It was 16th because you actually wished me a happy birthday on the 17th. I don't know if you know that. Did I? Are you sure I it wasn't am the 16th? Actually, 100 percent sure. I can check. I can I'm check kill on you. the <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna... I'm never going to let it go. When the stay-at-home order is lifted, I'm going to come and like... <laughs> just, just beat me to death. <laughs> come like old-timey boxer you. <laughs> no, that's such a lie. When the stay-at-home order is done, we are going on a walk a and we're going to hang out. Please, I miss you. I want to give you a hug and I want us to stand in the middle of the road and hug and I want cars to honk at us like in that's a weird fantastic. movie. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, thank you for that wonderful advice. And um, thank you, Pure Hearts. Did you get that? Pure Hearts. Thank you, Pure Hearts. For listening. And uh, thank you, <laughs> Pure Hearts. And we'll see you again next time. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, Goose.